Okay. Good morning. I will say about technology, the best thing about, I think the best thing about my phone is that I got about, I don't know, 10 versions of the Bible in it. So, and it's all true. Every bit, every word in my Bibles are true. So praise the Lord. So, uh, Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. Who knows what that is? Raise your hand if you know what that is. Two hands, six hands. Okay. Not very many of you. Okay. Well, we talked about the Feast of the Lord when we were here before, or His appointed times. And uh, the Feast of Tabernacles comes following after the other two feasts that we talked about in the fall, which the first one is the Feast of Trumpets, uh, where we blew a lot of trumpets in here. It was fantastic. Then comes the Day of Atonement, or what's called Yom Kippur. And then the Feast of Tabernacles, which falls on the 15th day of the seventh month of the biblical calendar, which was Friday or Saturday, actually, yesterday, Friday night and Saturday. So the Israelites were commanded to build temporary dwellings or booths or tabernacles, depending on which version of the Bible you're reading. And they were to live in them for seven days. And uh, so this, this feast or appointed time of the Lord is connected to the harvest, the, the fruits and vegetables and Everything that was grown in the summer would now be harvested in the fall. So it's a harvest uh, festival, and it's also a festival of remembrance because God told them to remember when you lived in the, in the wilderness with me. And what are they remembering? They're remembering that his presence was with them. There was this cloud that went before them to tell them when to move or when to stay. It was always there. The presence of the Lord was in the cloud. And there was a pillar of fire, which was always there at nighttime to keep them warm. And then every day they woke up, there was food on the ground that the Lord had supernaturally provided for them to eat. And if that's not enough, you can find reference to this rock that followed them around in the desert, giving them water, which uh, many scholars believe was a representation, if not Jesus himself. So the presence of the Lord was with them as they were in the desert, and they're supposed to remember that. So um, it's a harvest festival, uh, reminding us of a great harvest that's yet to come. And why is it now? Because this is the last festival in the biblical year that happens. And we believe this will be the time when Jesus himself is here tabernacling with us. All right, he's coming back, folks. So Sukkot is supposed to be the most joyful, most jubilant, most celebratory feast among the biblical feasts. And there's a passage from the prophet Isaiah in chapter 12 that says, and in and, and the whole chapter before it, 11, is a very prophetic chapter about uh, the coming of the salvation of Israel. And Isaiah 12 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. This is not written in the Bible, but in the, um, in the oral tradition of the Jewish people, the Mishnah, it says if you've never seen what's called the water libation, I'm going to explain that to you, if you've never seen the celebration of Sukkot and the water lib- libation, you've never seen joy. So it was like the most jubilant thing you could ever see. So here's what happens. First of all, um, the Temple Mount is up high in Jerusalem. 
And way down the hill at the bottom is a spring called the Gihon Spring. And the Gihon supplies water for the city of Jerusalem. You can find uh, references to it in a number of places in Scripture. But during Sukkot, before sunrise, uh, a whole trail of people would go down to the bottom to the Gihon Spring, and they would scoop up water, and there would be uh, lyres and timbrels and tambourines and, and harps, and they would go with jubilation before the sunrise up to the top of the Temple Mount where they would pour out water as a water libation. With every sacrifice, there was always um, grain and wine and oil, but at Sukkot, there's also water. So you've got this amazing trip down the hill, up the hill, pouring out the water. So how does this connect to Jesus? Because we said, if you can't connect it to Jesus, what is the point for us? So in John chapter 7, it tells us, on the last day of the feast, the great day, so that's, that's next Friday night, Saturday, will be the great day of Sukkot. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up. And so remember what's happening all around him. They're trailing down to get the water. They're coming back up to pour out the water. They're getting ready for the morning sacrifice. And Jesus stands up and says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he stood in the middle of the Feast of Sukkot and gave a prophetic word and said, if you're thirsty, come to me. I'm the water. So that's what this is all about, too, as we consider all the feasts. They're all about Jesus in every possible way that we can think of, and the water libation is just one more way. So praise the Lord.